Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yes, indeed. Time once again on this Saturday morning to get those car care questions ready for ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful but snowy Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I'm sure they've cleared the roads there just fine, Dan. Good morning. Good morning, Denny. The the piles are piled high, that's for sure. There's lots of snow. You know, on that point, uh, and I know we'll get our listeners involved here uh, in the show, but uh, I don't know what it is in your neighborhood, but uh, with all the snow blowing and plowing, in some areas it really, you can't see traffic coming in some cases, right? Yeah, it is dangerous that way, isn't it? The piles are yeah. so high. And, uh, you know, it'll settle down quickly here, I think, within the next couple of days as it warms up a little bit. But but for today, it's significant. And you know what else is significant, Denny, is the... Um, damage that we were seeing to cars because of the the snow people getting stuck and you know plowing through snow and uh for example it would get a hold of a wire you know down on the bottom of your car and tear it out or whatever we saw plenty of that going on uh, this Mm. week and then we saw quite a bit of stuff where you can't see the potholes they're full of snow but there's still potholes, <laughs> and so when you hit them, they uh, you know they pack down and uh, still are like a pothole. So there, we saw quite a bit of damage from that too. Ken, uh, we had a text earlier, real early this morning, Dan, about uh, can snow and or ice get in? They're evidently hearing noises or feeling something in their tires and their wheels. Can can uh, snow and ice get involved? Get you know inside by your brakes at all in that area? You know that that's the most common call we had yesterday. Really? Was, um, ever since it snowed, I take my heart, my car out on the highway, and it shakes. What's what? What's the deal? And you know that that's exactly what it is. As you plow through that heavy snow like that, the snow gets packed into the wheels, and uh, of course, because the snow's not in there evenly it causes the wheel to be unbalanced and uh, you take it out on the highway and it shakes so the solution is uh, take a broom handle or a yardstick or whatever and uh, stick it through the holes of your wheel and push all that snow that's packed inside the wheel out and uh, then the wheels will be balanced again and everything will be fine 
But yeah, but that's, that's common where the snow get the snow gets packed in there. Yeah. It uh, causes the wheel to not be balanced, and then of course, as it freezes overnight, when it sits in the cold weather, then yes, then you've got all sorts of ice crunching and groaning and all sorts of stuff going on. <laughs> I remember hearing it myself. If you have any kind of a car care question and you need to bring in your vehicle for service at your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, but you might want to know what could be you could be facing, why don't you call or text Dan? Uh, it's the uh, one number to, for either, 651-461-9226. Uh, Dan, a text, a bunch of them already this morning. Uh, this one says, my mom has a 2009 uh, Hyundai Elantra, bought it used five years ago, doesn't drive it much, has 16,000 miles on it. The car is 14 years old, has original tires. Tread depth is fine, but would you say 14-year-old tires should be replaced due to age? Good question. And a timing belt on that vehicle that, as well. <laughs> that is getting close on all of that, where, you know, rubber uh, deteriorates and cracks and can cause trouble. And, um, and you know, in time and, you know, 14 years, I would say, is starting to get up there where we should start looking at the tires for weather cracking and those types of things that are going on. And the same thing with... You know, you wouldn't have to disassemble it down to the timing belt, but you could look at the serpentine belt, and if that's starting to get weather cracks in it, then the timing belt will too, and that that stuff should all probably be changed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and just a reminder, Dan will be here for about another half hour, so if you have any car care kind of question, uh, sooner rather than later is, is the just a reminder, Dan will be here for about another half hour. So if you have any car care kind of question, uh, sooner rather than later is, is the good advice. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. Uh, an independent shop put tires on a car that are not run flats. Manufacturer specs were for run flats as there is no spare. Was it my responsibility to specify or should the shop have known that is the question. Well, yeah, I think the shop definitely should have given you that option. Uh, I know why they d didn't do that is because the run flat tires are much more expensive um, and they're not perfect. It's not the perfect solution to if you have a flat tire anyway, uh, you know, as far as getting to a shop or whatever. Um, but uh, yes, they should have, I would think they should have offered that to you. If, if the car does not have a spare tire, the conversation should have at least been had that. Uh, you know, we should talk about run flats. If you don't want them, that's fine. A lot of people don't, but uh, I think you should have been given the option. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Again, inviting our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a car care question, you can call it in or text it in, 651-461-9226. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive again answering those car care questions. Stay with us. We'll be back with more. It's now four above here from News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to another edition of our Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan, for those that are maybe new to the show, we appreciate uh, them checking us out. Where's Dan, Where are you guys located at Lloyd's? I know Dan is we there. Are, uh, there he is. <laughs> I know Dan is there. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria and St. Paul. 
You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. We will get you that info before Dan leaves us, which is about 745 or so this morning, just ahead of Jack Farrell. Uh, Our phone number is also our text number if you have any kind of a car care question. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Speaking of phones, let's uh, head to the phone. Joe is calling in from Monticello this morning, I do believe. Uh, thanks for hanging on, Joe. What is your question for Dan? Hey, Danny. And, uh, you guys are great. Thank you very much. Thank, thank I got a question. I have a F350 08. It's a diesel. I know Dan doesn't care to deal with those, but uh, what happened here the other day, it uh, I went to have the oil changed. Takes 15 quarts, but then after that, it was full of fuel, which is uh, diesel fuel. So what could be causing that? Well, obviously, the uh, diesel fuel is running through something and uh, getting into the oil. And uh, I'm not sure where... Uh, that could be happening. It certainly certainly could be happening in the block itself. Um, if one of the fuel injectors is stuck open and uh, it's you know it's way over fueling, uh, something like that could cause it, where the you know the cylinder is just washed out with fuel and the and the fuel just washes past the compression rings and uh, and into the crankcase. Um, but I would, I would, I would think that what you're describing, uh, is not the first time that's ever happened to somebody. So I think if you do some searching on that, you would get some information about, you know, what would cause, uh, diesel fuel to get into the crankcase. And, uh, I'll bet there's a common answer about that. I just don't know what it is. Okay. Joe, thank you for the call. A bunch of text messages, Dan. Uh, Let's see. I really enjoy your uh, hosting Saturday morning shows. Thank you very much. A car question for you. Uh, Bought a 2014 Nissan Pathfinder new. Recent shutter while driving. Took it to the dealer. The computer read out a bad transmission code. Replaced the transmission. Drove home. Still a rumble. Took it to a tire dealer. Found cupping on tires. Bought new Michelin Defender tires. Drove home. Same problem. Back to the dealer. They say nothing wrong with the car. Uh, the question is, could it be the Michelin sounds and feels like driving over rumble strips? Uh, any ideas? This listener <laughs> is in Granite Falls. Wish it was close to Grand Avenue. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Uh, thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. We'll make the trip. You'd be glad. But what do you think? That's kind of frustrating. Well, that is frustrating. And, and uh, you know, the transmission thing, <clears throat> there must have been uh, a service bulletin or something on that from nissan that they that they went ahead and did that and i don't think you should feel bad about that the tires i would not be surprised that they were cupping and most commonly the noise that i mean uh, you know a tire noise comes from cupping and the only true way to take care of that is to replace them um but i think what you should do is you need to drive the car and have a technician or service writer in the car with you and so that everybody's on the same page hearing the same noise 
and uh, and so it can be clear exactly what you're talking about. I think that happens sometimes in translation, Denny, where you know the customer's talking to a person who's talking to another person, and by the time it gets to the technician, the story's changed. And yeah, it loses it loses a lot in translation. Yeah, it does lose a lot in translation, and so I think that. If you could go right to the source and, and get the right person in the car with you, go down the road, show them the noise, let them hear the noise, I think you'll get to the bottom of it quickly. Okay, very good. Here's a question, Dan, as you know, we get often. Texter says, I pay for a full synthetic oil change. The manual says the change interval is 10,000 miles, while the local repair shops say change every 5,000. This listener tends to believe the factory specs. What's going on here, they say. Well, I usually believe the factory specs too, except when it comes to oil change. I don't like the oil going 10,000 miles, and um, I have evidence of that in repairs that we've made over the years of cars that have 10,000, you know, that have gone 10,000 miles. When you take the engine apart, you can see sludge and buildup and things like that, and uh as always, if the interval is 10,000, we have a tendency to go over that. Uh, you know, if that's your mark, then you never get it in on the right day, so it gets longer than that. And so for that reason, I just don't like 10,000 miles. You know, five might be a little too soon, uh, but somewhere in between is the right answer. And uh, for sure, do not go a bit over 10,000 miles. Yeah, for sure. Back to the phones we go, Dan. I think John's calling in this morning from uh, Burnsville with a question. John, good morning. What can we do for you? Yeah, uh, good morning, Denny and uh, Dan. I appreciate the call. Uh, love the show. I have a 2012 Grand Cherokee Jeep, um, and the auto start, uh, when I go to hit the auto start uh, on my key fob, uh, it starts for a brief second, and then it shuts down the engine. And so when I go out, I can I can manually start the car, but it won't uh, it won't start use uh, start with the auto start. Uh, I l- did some reading on it, and it appears the um, the the problem could be the hood latch. Uh, so what's your thought on that? Yeah, well, I you know, every model and auto start is different. And so without doing some research myself, I wouldn't know too much about it for you. But I know, for example, on General Motors products, if the check engine light is on, the auto start won't work. You know, that's just one example. I don't imagine Jeep is the same as that. But, but uh, that's just an example of what would cause the auto start not to work. It certainly could be the switch on the hood. Uh, you know, it uh, could be a whole bunch of other things, but I think you're on the right track. If you keep doing research, you're going to come up with the right answer as to why that year and model has trouble with the auto start. Uh, you know, that's exactly what I would do. I'd have to do some research because I don't know the answer off the top of my head. So I think if you keep searching this, you'll come up with the answer. Very good. Dan, we need to uh, take a quick break for that forecast. We'll come back for a few minutes remaining in the show. Here's our phone number. It's also the text number. If you have any kind of a car care question, Cecile, you'll be next on the uh, phone, 651 461 
888-900-9226. Here on News Talk A3OWCCO. And again, good morning, good Saturday morning to you. Danny Long back with another Car Care Show along with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul helping you out again this morning. Dan, we have callers, we have texters. I want to put you back to work here. Uh, Cecile, we promised in Woodbury uh, she'd be next. Cecile, thanks for waiting. What is your question, please? Uh, Cecile Cosette, and I I think I could explain this, but um, I have a 2015 Buick Verano. Um, that I don't know, 100,000 miles on it or whatever. But um, on my dashboard, uh, where it would usually tell me the direction I'm going, etc., all it will say is that um, the uh, side vision is uh, not working. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact words. But so anyway, um, it uh, will show the mileage um, either when I first turn it on or first turn it off. But anyway, uh, they told me a module would be about $1,800. And my question is, is there any way to know if that sounds uh, like a reasonable price? I was surprised. I, I'm actually not surprised that uh, that is how much it is. And um, one thing that you could consider is oftentimes those modules can be sent out and rebuilt, repaired, and rebuilt, and uh, we've had good success with that. <clears throat> so um, I think the diagnosis sounds correct, and uh, I think you should research if you can get a repaired or rebuilt unit instead of a new one, and uh, you might find you save quite a bit of money doing it that way. All right, good idea. Check that out, Cecile. Thanks for calling. Here's a uh, 2018 Avalon Texter says there is a squeak, almost like an old bed spring, when the car rolls over some uneven pavement. The sound comes from under the driver's side. Do you think this is something I should be concerned about? Yeah, you probably should have that checked out because oftentimes when you have a squeak like that, it's coming from a suspension part, and a, a steering or suspension part. And uh, usually when it squeaks like that, it's because it's not getting lubricated. The grease is all leaked out of it. And uh, at that point, it can get loose and, you know, be unsafe to drive. So I think you should go in and at least have it diagnosed to see if it's safe or not. And, uh, you know, depending upon what it is, it may need to be repaired or you can live with the noise uh, and... Uh, but you need to know what you're dealing with first. Yes. 2015 Saab, Texter writes, it's been sitting in an old garage for five years. Nothing was done to prepare it for storage. What problems can be expected when it comes out of storage? By the way, Texter says, there are mice, mice in that garage. <laughs> I don't want that car. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's uh, it's been sitting for a long time, and uh, the, you know the, the, the um, it's a model that they don't make anymore. And if it's been mice infested and chewed on with the wires and all that sort of stuff, uh, you could have a lot of trouble getting that going. You know the fuel is old and 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 tough and um, in bad shape and. So if that all needs, if the whole fuel system needs to be cleaned out because it's been sitting that long, 
that's going to be a big complicated process. And so, uh, I don't know. I suppose the first thing you should do is, is, you know, get it towed out of there, tow it to your shop and have them give you some sort of overview or estimate as to what you'd be getting into. And then you can make a decision about if you want to proceed or not, but I can't, uh, you might be looking at trouble. You might be looking at trouble on that one. Well, yeah. I mean, just the mice alone could be so expensive to repair. <laughs> That's wow. why I say it kind of creeps me out when I think about it. So Yeah, I, I know. It's nasty, pretty nasty. Here's uh, I know our time is limited here, Dan. Uh, the listener has a 99 Miata that the engine light comes on and off. Been doing this for about a year, 92,000 miles on it. Well, I'm sure you're going to say take it in. Yeah, it needs to be diagnosed that the check engine light is coming on for a reason. And the check engine light comes on when one of the systems in the vehicle fails a self-test or it sees a, a trouble, you know, a problem. And the check engine light turns off again when that problem goes away or it uh, uh, passes a self-test a time or two, it'll turn the light back off and say, okay, every, I guess everything's all fine. I'll find now. But the fact that it's been cycling back and forth, the good news is whatever's going on will be stored in the computer so we can access that information and, uh, and tell you about it. And you can make a decision about what you want to do with the repair. But uh, I think you should at least go that far and find out what the code is, what it's about, and if it's going to have an effect on driving the car or not. Okay. Another question you get, I know, and we do too a lot. Good morning. Texture says, if a person does not drive 10,000 miles in a year, do you still need to get the oil changed and tires rotated on a new vehicle? Yes, you do need to. You can, it needs to come in every year for service. And I, I actually, I think it says that on most of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, maintenance schedules, you know, 10,000 miles or once a year or so many months or whatever, uh, oftentimes it'll say both. And uh, I agree with both. If you don't get 10,000 miles on in a year, you need to take it in and have it serviced anyway. Kind of another oil-related question. Uh, says, my truck tells me a percent oil life remaining. What does this mean exactly, and do you believe it to be accurate? Should a person still track mileage for normal oil changes? I do. Uh, I still track mileage. I am more comfortable with that and been doing it my whole life. So that's just the way that I do it. The percent thing, uh, you know, theoretically, it takes into account your driving style. If you're in town all the time, uh, it's going to have you do an oil change interval sooner than if you're on the road all the time. Um, so the percent is just how much, you know, percent of life the uh oil change service has left and uh, I think many of them say you should cha you should have it serviced at 15% or something like that but you know whichever you're comfortable with is fine but uh, I'm still a mileage guy I keep track of my mileage and change it on that schedule yep me too uh, a listener heard us talking about run flats uh, earlier it says good morning what are run flats how are they different than regular tires well if ever you put one on, you'll know <laughs> because the the side wall of the tire is very, very stiff. And so if the uh, 
tire loses all of its air and it loses all of its air pressure, then <clears throat> there's enough uh, support in the sidewall of the tire to let you drive at a short distance to a safe place to get a new tire. Or I, I don't know how far they recommend you can drive it, maybe 50 miles or something like that. But um, it's not a good, a great solution because that 50 mile <clears throat> drive is difficult. It's, you know, it's not, it, the car's not working right, uh, running, driving on a run flat. And so, you know, they, they, the car does not have a spare tire. So that's why they give you the ability to drive on a flat tire, um, for a short distance, but it's not a great solution either. Yeah. Usually, any, and you know this. Hmm. When somebody has a flat tire, what really happens is you pull over to the side of the road, you call a, a tow truck or a service truck or whatever and get it towed because even if you have a spare tire, it's really complicated to put on a spare tire anymore. <laughs> and so, you know, using the jack and all that, I'm not sure that it's particularly safe. So the real solution is get it towed to a shop and have a professional take care of it for you. No, you're right. And that was going to comment about the safety issue uh, for sure. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dan, we're just about out of time. Let's do this. Uh, for those that maybe need uh, some help uh, at Lloyd's Automotive, how do we find you guys? How do we get in touch? Well, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1318. Very good. We'll do that very thing. Dan, you have a good week, and let's uh, let's join forces again next Saturday. What do you say? Sounds great. Thanks, Danny. All right. Thanks very much. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Now, get uh, Jack Farrell's going to be next with his wine chat. Get those uh, lawn and garden questions ready for the 8 o'clock hour. Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M will be answering those very questions here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.